Okay, so um, this young woman can tell you which number you are on the list and where you need to go and a little bit about what to expect today. Okay, how can I help? That was Julia Devanthery, an attorney with the Wilmer Hale Legal Services Center at Harvard Law School, advising a tenant who's about to enter housing court at the Brook Courthouse in Boston. I'm Mike Avitzer, and you're listening to Issue Spot. In this episode, you'll hear about the effort to expand housing courts statewide in Massachusetts. Currently, this specialty court is available to only about two-thirds of residents. Kerry Chrisley, the BBA's Director of Communications, talked with Maureen McDonough, Director of Harvard's Housing Law Clinic, about the value of a standalone housing court. She also had the chance to listen in on more client consultations. We're at housing court today. I just went through the roll call with the clerk and there were about, probably about 160 cases that she called. Is that a typical day? That's a typical day. That's one of two courtrooms where attendance is called. So that's typical that 160 trials, um, there are probably 75 or 80 motions in addition to that. We're here um, Wednesdays for the Boston Housing Authority cases, Thursdays for the regular eviction day cases, and there is a volunteer attorney here often on a Monday to help landlords who are filing their cases. What do you see as the value of having one specific courtroom where landlords and tenants can come to settle housing issues? Well, one of the great values is that the judges here are experts in the law of landlord-tenant, and the clerks know the law of landlord-tenant, and everyone here is sort of working on this one specialty. And at attendance, you have to say that you're here. And if you're not here, or they don't hear you, they don't record you, you'll be defaulted, which means you will lose your case, and we really don't want that. And then there are two options. You can either have the case heard in front of the judge, where the judge will decide based on the evidence what, uh, who gets the right to keep the apartment and whether anyone owes anyone money. And then um, the other option is mediation, where you can talk to the other side about whether there is a way to resolve the case without having the case go in front of the judge. So mediation is a good option for you, but where you don't have the, the rental assistance money that's been paid yet, you're in a little bit of a disadvantage because there's money owed, you have an agency willing to pay, but they haven't paid it yet. So that's why I would maybe recommend asking them um, to postpone today's court date. So when you go to mediation, you can ask them to postpone the court date so that you can come back after the raft payment has been made and your balance reflects that the raft payment has been made. And at that point, maybe uh, you would ask them to dismiss the case if there's no more money left. Um, they can ask you to pay court fees, which are the fees that it costs them to initiate this lawsuit which is $191. They can ask you to pay that in order to resolve this case, but it's only one-time court fee. There's oh, not a court fee every time, unless your lease says that you're required to pay attorney's fees. And that's a different issue, because then every time they have to pay an attorney, they're gonna try to charge you. But they can only do that if your lease specifically says they're allowed to do that. And based on what you've told me so far, I, 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 don't, I think that's unlikely. Okay. Okay. Nice to meet now you. Now I have some idea. Thank okay. You. 148. 148. Okay. Okay. You know, housing affects everything. If a person becomes homeless, then children's school is thrown off. Uh, many people get in Boston get their health care through the 
local neighborhood health care system, so their health care is disconnected. You know, being evicted has such huge consequences. So having an area where the judges are expert in the area, especially in an area where there are such high stakes, seems appropriate. And what does it look like when, for the people in Massachusetts that don't have a housing court that they can go to because um, it is not statewide, what does it look like for a landlord or a tenant who doesn't have housing court, the court that they have to go to? Sure. Well, of course, the district courts and the municipal courts do the best that they possibly can, but they have the burden of having criminal cases where people's liberty is at stake. And so a judge there may have a situation where there were you know, people brought in in custody in the morning, and he has to deal with those custody cases that day. And again, you know, that's somebody's liberty. So housing cases don't get the priority there that they would get in a housing court, in a specialized housing court where everybody is here about housing. McDonough isn't the only one who supports housing court expansion. Judge Jeffrey Winnick, first justice of the Boston Housing Court, says that in addition to expertise in housing issues, the court has other important benefits as well. The other benefit of a court such as a housing court is that we are designed to be able to connect with many of the agencies of the city and the state, uh, health departments, building departments, various social service uh, agencies, so that if there's a, a case that might be able to benefit from the intervention of uh, the agencies or that requires the city to uh, intervene for code enforcement. Uh, we're in a position to access those. Uh, it's not just tenants, it's landlords as well. We often get landlords who are faced with a very expensive remediation, either deletting or repairs to bring properties up to code, and uh, may live on fixed incomes and not have the resources to make those repairs, putting them in contact with city, state, municipal agencies that may be able to provide loans or funding assistance uh, helps them and also improves the, the housing stock. Third, the housing court has uh, full-time trained mediators who are housing court employees who are trained to assist the parties in trying to find ways to settle their case. They also have knowledge and expertise in the various codes so the judges can send them out to do views of property if there's a dispute, and they can report back to the court what their observations are. And then fourth, the court has been a, a petri dish for, of, of experimentation on uh, programs that can promote access to justice. For example, we work uh, cooperatively with the Bay Cove Social Service Organization, which operates uh, Tennessee Preservation Program in Boston. There are other agencies that work in the other housing courts uh, you know, around the state, and they provide assistance to those tenants and landlords who, because of disability or mental health issues, or in some cases age, require access to services that may be able to preserve their tenancies. And then finally, we work closely with the Lawyer for a Day program which is a joint program of Boston Bar Association, Volunteer Lawyers Project, which in uh, terms of balancing you know, the, the courtroom in terms of access to justice, provides lawyers who can assist or at least speak with unrepresented litigants, both landlords and tenants, 
on matters that are going to be uh, affecting them in court that day. Uh, sometimes they can advocate for the, the party in court. More typically, they can meet with the party and talk to them and give them suggestions, help them uh, fill out paperwork, review proposed agreements. Governor Baker earmarked $1 million to support statewide expansion of the housing court in his preliminary budget. But that funding didn't make it into the House Ways and Means Committee budget, released on April 11th. The way that the legislation is written and what our intent is, is that in each of the communities where the housing court is uh, created, the housing court would provide the exact same level of service as is uh, currently served with the existing uh, courts. So yes, we have, we promote and hope that the bar associations would uh, implement uh, the Lawyer for a Day program, uh, the tenancy preservation programs would be uh, uh, made available in those new, new communities, and uh, consistent with what we've done in our uh, uh, courts to date, uh, we would expect the, uh, uh, the, the judges, the clerks, the specialists who are working in the new courts to also reach out and foster working relationships with the city health departments, the code enforcement organizations, the social service providers, again, so that we're in a position to assist all who need assistance. In an imperfect world, it is a valuable resource in terms of promoting what I believe we all think is important, which is the principles of access to justice. We'll keep you updated on this and other topics in our blog version of Issue Spot which you can find at bostonbar.org. Thanks for listening.